Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, nurses. This is Wacko from Animaniacs, and you're listening to The Riley and Kimmy Show. You know why? Because you're smart. See you later. Superhero action figures over seven inches tall. It's The Riley and Kimmy Show. Lots of action for one and all. That's us, where action figures just barely over seven inches tall. Hi there, I'm your host, Patrick Riley. Right next to me is... Hi there, I am your host, Patrick Riley. Quite a good scene, isn't it? One man crazy... Three very sane spectators. Yes, three sane spectators around me. Two fur kids right behind me on their fur bed and their doggy bed. And right next to me is Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. I'm glad to see you survived the weekend. Woo. Yes, you check out our website, RileyandKimmy.com, for all photos, videos, and whatnot of fun from the nerd and geek event called the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you missed that, be sure to follow them on their Facebook page. And also their website, OrlandoToyAndComicCon.com. Can't wait for the next one. Yes, there is a next one coming around soon this year. I'll have more details soon about that on the Riley and Kimmy Show. But be sure to check them out. That's at the OrlandoToyAndComicCon.com. Now, Kimmy, one of the things I want to talk about is our need of votes. Right, Kimmy? Mm -hmm. Yes. Votes. For best podcast in the Spacey Awards. Yes, looking for votes for for the Spacey Awards, which uh, you can you can vote right now by going right to our Facebook page. We have the ballot right pinned at the top of our Facebook page, also on our website at RileyandKibby.com. Please select us. All you have to do is click right next to our name, left of our name, either the box or the bubble, depending. It's either a box or a bubble, depending on the device that you're looking at this at. It could be one or the other. Right. This is the only kind of politics that we talk about, and there's no mudsling. That's right. I mean, we're proud to be even nominated. That is correct. And all I ask is that you vote and share it with maybe a couple of friends. Mm-hmm. And have them do the same, right, Kimmy? That's right. That would really help. Just have them vote and share it with a couple of friends. You know, And if they're unfamiliar with the Riley and Kimmy show, well, just tell them this. It's a place that offers pop culture escapism every single day. You heard right. The Riley and Kimmy show has a new show every single day. Brand new stuff, right, Kimmy? That's right, for over three years. That's correct. Brand new episodes. We have videos available, video interviews, interviews with celebrities, pictures, things like that, all on our website, also social media. All the links to our social media can be found at RileyandKimmy.com, including those ballots to vote. And we'd really appreciate if you would vote. Right, Kimmy? It would mean the world to us. That's right. It would help Kimmy out. Kimmy's never won a thing as an adult. 
Not at all. That's why the uh, hashtag win it for Kimmy has been created. Mm-hmm. Big thank you going out to Mike Kales of Mike's Dead Formats for doing that. And uh, he's rallying behind Kimmy. And we deeply appreciate his support. And we deeply appreciate your support for voting for the Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and so much more. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And the more that you listen, the more that you know. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And Kimmy, I have a question for you on this Monday, a January 30th. Are you able, are you willing to play Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia? I think so. Well, I hope so. Feel free to play at home in the car. Just make sure you keep your hands on the wheel if you're doing that. We don't want any trouble. Feel free to shout out to Kimmy, too, because we believe in time travel answers. Yeah, we think a time vortex, a wormhole, has been created from the future and right to our time right now as we record this. So if you know the answer and you think she might be going to miss it or stumbling a little bit or she's stalling to find an answer, feel free to shout it out to Kimmy. But shout clearly. That's right. Uh, don't, don't make me look silly. Yes, we've had a few times where, well, we wouldn't bring that up. Some things have come across, I guess, and we're not looking for those, right, Kimmy? Right. I won't bring up Jake Lloyd and Jack Lord. Oh, I did. Yeah, somehow Star yeah, thanks, Wars. Thanks for not bringing that up. Somehow Star Wars and the Hawaii Five-O got combined, and we don't know how that happened, but it did. So let's see if we can prevent that on this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. It's Monday, January 30th, Kimmy. It was on this date, 1873. Around the world in 80 days is published for the very first time. It's published in France. Tell me who the author is. Oh, boy. Around the world in 80 days. 1873. I... If you do not get this one right... A certain steampunk troupe might be quite upset with you because they they are influenced by him because in ways he's a a father, a grandfather of steampunk. He also wrote 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Kimmy. Erwin Allen? That's a movie director, producer. Uh, Erwin Allen brings you The Towering Inferno. (laughs) Erwin Allen brings you, uh, what was it, Earthquake? No, this is before Erwin Allen by about 100 years. Nope. Science fiction biggie. Nope. You can do it. Nope. Jules? Vern. Yeah, see, it was there. You knew it, but you didn't get the answer. So we have to move on. It was on this day, Kimmy. Give me the year. No, better yet, I will give you the decade. You tell me which one it is. Is it the 1920s, the 1930s, the 1940s, the 1950s, that the Lone Ranger was heard on radio for the very first time? The 1930s. That is correct. 1933, The Lone Ranger is heard for the very first time. Now, the program ran for 2,956 episodes and ended in 1955. Hmm. See, we're on our way of capturing that. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get you, Lone Ranger. That's right. Although you're a friend of ours, but, you know, we're going we're gonna to pass you. It was on this date, 1950, NBC TV debuted Robert Montgomery Presents. Now, the show lasted for seven seasons. That's 1950. It was on this date, Kimmy, this re, this recording artist, uh, well, stage performer as well, too, 
and television personality and movie star recorded this song. Tell me the name of the song and tell me the recording artist. 1956 is when this was recorded. All right, what's the name of the song? Blue, Blue Suede Shoes yes. by Elvis Presley. Yes, by Elvis Presley, written by Carl Perkins, originally recorded and a hit by Carl but shortly after Elvis made it his own, 1956. It was on this date, 1964, the U.S. launched Ranger 6. The unmanned spacecraft carried television cameras and was intentionally crash-landed on the moon. Unfortunately, the cameras did not return any pictures to Earth. It was on this date, 1968, this song was recorded. It was this artist's biggest hit, Kimmy. Tell me the name of the person who recorded this and had it as a hit see the tree how big it's grown but friend it hasn't been too long it wasn't big i laughed at her and she got mad the first day that she planted it was just a twig (laughs) that look on your face goldsboro What's the name again? Goldsboro. I will accept that. Can you give me his uh, first name by chance? Just the last name. How could you do that? The last name is Goldsboro. That's correct. That's Bobby Goldsboro, his biggest hit. Bonus points, Kimmy, if you can tell me the name of that tune. Now, if you can't do that, I'm going to play it again till you do. I'm kidding. I would not do that to anybody. Okay. Well, I don't know. It's Honey. That's the name of the hit. Okay. Honey from 1968. Did you ever watch Bobby Goldsboro on TV when they would have him on? And No. Or am I thinking Bobby Sherman? He was on too. I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of confused there. So on this date, Kimmy, the Beatles made their last ever. This was it. Public appearance as a group. The performance of Get Back was filmed for the movie. Well, you tell me the name of the movie. Let it be. That's correct. And tell me the year within two the Beatles made that last appearance. 72? Missed it. It was... You missed it by three years. 1969 is when that happened. Really? So, yeah. It was on this date, 1994. This recording artist sang the United States National Anthem at Super Bowl number 28. It will be interesting if you can identify who this is. I'm, you have a great ear. You're an audiophile, but I think this will be difficult. So we won't be very upset with you or give you a hard time if you miss it. Here's your audio clue. Oh, Can you identify who that is? Mm-mm. All right, I'll give you an extra clue here. Her father was big in the 1950s. Natalie Cole. Wow, I was even going to give you a little bit more. That is correct. It is Natalie Cole who sang the national anthem 
Super Bowl number 28. It was on this date. Kimmy Elton John receives knighthood. Tell me the year he becomes a knight. And I will give you a five-year buffer. 1998. You got it exactly right. Ooh. That is scary. Did somebody shout that out to you? Yep. You got it exactly right. Moving over to another section of trivia, to the birthdays, the notables, the celebrities. See if you can identify who this is, Kimmy. Born in 1882, running as a Democrat, he won a record four presidential elections. No other president had served more than two terms. He was the longest-running president in United States history. Who is it? FDR. That is correct. Passed away in 1945. Birthday is today. Born in 1882. Can you tell me who this actor is? I I like him a lot, but I have a feeling you just did not pay attention to Batman, Kimmy, and other things that this person has acted in. Born 1914, died 1995 at the age of 81. An American stage and screen actor with a career spanning more than 50 years Played the Mad Hatter on the 1960s TV show Batman. Can you tell me who he is? Milton Berle? No, no he was a... Louis the Lilac. Ooh, um... you even corrected yourself. I like that. The Mad Hatter. He also played in the movie M, a version of M, not the version that uh, with Peter Lorre. He did the remake with sound. Played in an episode of Night Gallery called The Diary in 1971. Hawaii 5.0 episode called 30,000 Rooms and I Have the Key. In 1974, was also in Dallas in 1978, and many, many other things. I can't do it. It's David Wayne. Remember that goofy hat with the eyes that pop out? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'd love to have that look. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. Oh, David Wayne, one of my favorites of all time. This is somebody from your hometown, Kimmy, your hometown area, an American actress best known for her role as legal secretary. (laughs) Dallas Street. More than 270 episodes of... Perry Mason. She also reprised the role for 30 Perry Mason movies for TV. Can you tell me who this person is? A person who graduated in 1940 from your hometown. Barbara Bain. What is that name again? Barbara Bain. Whoever shouted that out, that's quite cruel. Barbara Bain was married to Martin Landau and was in Space 1999 and Mission Impossible. This person was in Perry Mason quite a bit before that. You are partially right with the name. I don't know. Barbara Hale. Hale, okay. Barbara Hale is having a birthday today within five years. How old is Barbara Hale from your hometown area, Kimmy? 85. She is 95. I guess you didn't listen when she was on the talk show I was part of way back when. She was an in-studio guest. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you see, you didn't listen. Actress Dorothy Malone having a birthday today. She is 92, an American actress, starred in Written on the Wind, 1958, for which she won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. She also starred in TV on Peyton Place. I bet you've never seen that from 1964 to 68, not even reruns. Actually, i never seen the movie I did, but I've never seen the TV series. Now... She became quite, uh, well, just didn't do anything for many years. But she came back into film in 1992. She played the friend to Sharon Stone's character in Basic Instinct. She was the older killer. Mm. Remember her character? Mm-hmm. No, she did not play Roxy. No. She, no. <laughs> no, she played the older killer. Remember her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This actor having a birthday today, tell me how old he is. I think he will throw you. I think it will surprise you, this person's age. 
Tell me how old he is within five years. He played in Superman the Movie 1978 as Lex Luthor, played in Hoosiers 1986, Unforgiven 1992, The Firm 1993, Crimson Tide 1995, and a ton of other films all the way around that uh, list right there. Who is it? Played Lex Luthor. I always have trouble bringing up his name. Okay. And I know who it is. Played in Unforgiven. Played a nasty guy. Mm-hmm. Same thing in kind of in the firm. Not really nasty. You know, Crimson Tide, he was you know, really a... You know, really I, 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 ah, yeah. names come to mind that I know yeah. aren't his. Um, it's, it's so hard to think to bring up his name for some reason. Well, every I, time. I, why? Why is that? I don't know. You do know who this is, right? Mm-hmm. You saw Superman. Absolutely. You saw that Superman movie, right? I know who it is. You saw that Superman movie, yeah. right? And Superman 2 he was in too, remember? Yeah. yeah. Okay, who is he? Gene Hackman, Kimmy. Gene Hackman. How old is Gene Hackman within five years? I'll never get his name. Within five years. 87. That's what? How did you know that? Really? He yes, he was born in 1930. Ooh. 1930, Kimmy. Think about that. Uh-huh. He was 47 years old when he played Lex Luthor for the first time. Okay. But I thought I thought you would guess a lot younger. I I cuz he's at, you know, wow. Cuz he kind of became known at an older age than what some actors do. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay, you got it exactly right. You redeemed yourself not knowing the name. You knew the age. Gene Hackman. Yeah, Gene Hackman, 87. Vanessa Redgrave having a birthday today. English actress, stage, screen, and television. Do you know who she is? Mm-hmm. How old is she within five years? 80. Really? Okay. Okay, two, where's the lotto ticket? I got to pick some two numbers. Two of them in a row, exactly right. Now I'm really, who is doing this? All right, keep it up. Makes Kimmy happy. That's what we want. Remember, hashtag win it for Kimmy. Uh, that, that's that's her hashtag. This person having a birthday is best known as the drummer and lead singer in the group Genesis. And as a solo artist, he appeared in an episode of Miami Vice where he played a con man. Tell me his name. Phil Collins. That's correct. Now, within five years, how old is Phil Collins today? Um, 69. That is correct. No, it's not. He's 66. Oh, but, you, but you got it within five. Okay. That's still scary enough. Moving over to a notable from the music world, having a birthday today, an American singer-songwriter. In 1987, she won the Grammy Award for Best New Artist. She ranks as one of MTV Video Music Awards' most nominated female artists ever, with six nominations for her, well, for this song, this video. Tell me who it is. Who is it, Kimmy? Jody Watley. That's exactly right. And how old is she today? 55. Oh, Kimmy, you got it. You're close. You got it within the five. She is 58 years old today. That's Jody Watley. All right. Way to go there. See if you can identify how old this mystery actor is today, Kimmy. Here is your audio clue. Tell me who it is. To all of you, uh, all you phonies, all of you <laughs> two-faced friends, you sycophantic suck-ups. You smile through your teeth at me. 
please leave me in peace. Please go. Stop smiling. It's not a joke. Please leave. The party's over. Get out. Yeah, I, I use that every time I'm at a party. That, that's, <laughs> I that's, love that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my phrase. <laughs> okay, who is that mystery birthday person? Christian Bale. That's correct. How old is Christian Bale within five years today? Hmm, 49? You missed this one. He is 43 years old today. Mm. Christian Bale having a birthday. Moving over to another part of trivia. I see dead people. It is notable deaths on this date in history. It was 1836. This person passed away. Betsy Ross. Tell me what Betsy Ross is famous for. The American flag. Yes. Seamstress mm -hmm. may have created the very first design, the first American flag. Yes. History at least has noted that. 1848, Orville Wright passes away. Tell me what he is famous for. Um, first flight. Uh, that's correct. Passed away in 1948. And I think you did quite well on this day of trivia, this show, considering it is a Monday. Plus, you had a bunch of people helping you out, obviously, from the future. I know. Yeah, you did. And way to go. Thank you for helping out Kimmy. And remember, hashtag win it for Kimmy. Please uh, vote for us. You can do that right on our Facebook page, pinned right at the top for the Spacey Awards, and also our website. Kimmy, I think we'll go back in time to focus on something from trivia. So Riley and Kimmy show considering 1873 marked that uh, the date went around the world in 80 days by Jules Verne is first published. I thought we'd go back in time to the golden age of radio with a well, production, a theater of the mind production of around the world in 80 days. We have one from 1950. Here's Jules Verne's around the world in 80 days on the Riley and Kimmy show. resided for some years at number seven Savile Row, Burlington Gardens. My tastes are moderate. As pastimes, I enjoy reading the papers and playing whist. I insist on cleanliness, efficiency, and punctuality at all times. I once dismissed a servant because he brought my shaving water at 84 degrees Fahrenheit instead of 86. On the morning of October the 2nd, I shut the door of my house at exactly half past 11. And having put my right foot in front of my left 575 times and my left foot in front of my right 576 times, I arrived at my club in exactly the number of minutes and the number of steps required. I had my usual lunch and joined my customary partners for a game of whist. I say, you all read about that robbery today? Yeah, the blighter had a lot of cheek, didn't he? Taking 55,000 pounds in banknotes right from the cashier's table. As one of the directors of the bank, I can tell you he won't be at large very long. We've offered a sizable reward. Well, I think the chances are in favor of the thief. He's obviously a shrewd fellow. There are no photographs of him. We have a good enough description to get him without photographs. And where would he go? No country is safe for him. Well, I can't agree with you. Then tell me where he would go. Well, I don't know that. The world's a big place. It was once. Uh, cut, Thomas. Mm -hmm. Just because you can go around the world in a hundred days, it doesn't mean it's smaller. 
You can go around the world in 80 days, Mr. Stewart. 80 days? It hardly seems possible. I have estimated it most carefully. From London to Suez, from Suez to Bombay to Calcutta, Hong Kong, Yokohama, San Francisco, New York, and back to London. It can be done in 80 days. Well, that's all very well and good. But what about bad weather? Contrary winds? Suppose the Hindus or the Indians pull up the rails and pillage the luggage vans and scalp the passengers. That's all included in the estimate. Uh, two trumps. Uh, I'd like to see you do it in 80 days. I would wager 4,000 pounds that such a journey under these conditions is absolutely impossible. I am willing to wager 20,000 pounds that I will make a tour of the world in 80 days or less. Do you accept? Don't accept. I accept. Good. The train leaves for Dover this evening. As today is Wednesday, the 2nd of October, I shall be due back in this very room on Saturday, the 21st of December at a quarter to nine. Good evening, gentlemen. By 20 minutes to nine, my servant, Passepartout, and I were seated in a first-class carriage. A few minutes later, the whistle screamed and the train moved slowly out of the station. We were on our way to Dover on the first lap of our journey. Around the world in 80 days. Oh, I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. We will have to purchase clothing as we need it. The less we are burdened with, the faster we can travel. Around the world in 80 days. <coughs> Monsieur Fogg, something terrible has happened. Something catastrophic. I'm ruined. What has happened? In my hurry, I completely forgot. I completely forgot. You completely forgot what? To turn off the gas in my room. Very well, young man. It will burn. Until we get back to London, at your expense. So we were on our way. On Wednesday, October the 9th, we saw the minarets of Suez in the pale rays of the sun. That same afternoon, we started across the Red Sea for Bombay. We were four and three-quarter days out when I observed that Passepartout and I appeared to have been joined by another person who was never quite out of sight. Finally, I decided to question him. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, my name is Fogg, and you are... Fix, sir, Mr. Fix. Well, Mr. Fix, to come directly to the point, you seem to be following me about rather closely. Will you be good enough to tell me why? Sorry, no offense, ma'am. Man gets lonely, and you are a fellow Englishman. Indeed. Somehow I would have expected a far more clever answer from a detective. You couldn't be a very good one. I'm good enough to recognize a thief when I see one. I beg your pardon? I suppose you don't know anything about the 55,000-pound bank robbery in England? Of course I know about it. I thought so. Everyone in England knows about it. It was all over the papers. There's no use trying to conceal the truth now. I recognized you in Suez. That's why I'm on this ship. You recognize me? We were telegraphed a description of the bank robber. But if you thought I was the bank robber, why didn't you arrest me in Suez? I had to wire London for a warrant. I expect to receive it in Bombay. You, of course, expect me to deny these ridiculous accusations. I do. Well, I shall not disappoint you. I do deny them. However, you think me a liar and I think you a fool. So there is no further point in continuing the conversation. Good day. Uh, Mr. Fogg. How did you know I was a detective? Uh, my dear fellow, you look like a detective. On Sunday, 
October the 20th, we stepped off the boat into the mystery and wonder of Bombay. Bazaars, mosques, temples, pagodas, all waited like a silent invitation, but there was no time to linger. We headed for the railroad station and boarded a train bound for Calcutta. Mr. Fix, the detective, had disappeared. But as the train left the station, we saw him rush across the platform and shake his fist angrily as we pulled away. At eight o'clock that evening, the train came to a stop in the midst of a glade some 15 miles beyond Rotal. From there to Calcutta, we had to make our way by elephant. I purchased an animal and acquired the services of an intelligent young Parsi as a guide. Paspatu and I sat in, in howdahs on either side of the elephant, and we were on our way. Our journey passed without incident until exactly 12 minutes past four in the afternoon when our elephant suddenly turned off into a thicket and stopped. What is it? Why have we stopped, boy? The procession of Brahmins is coming this way, master. They must not see us. Monsieur Fogg, look at that woman marching between those men with the saber. That is the funeral procession of the Raja of Wunderkund. The woman is his wife. She is to be sacrificed. Burn at daybreak. Sacrificed? Where are they taking her? To the pagoda of Tilaji, two miles from here. It is there that the sacrifice will be performed at dawn. Aspatu, I think we should make an attempt to save this young woman. I have exactly uh, 12 hours to spare. I can devote them to that purpose. It is a very dangerous undertaking. Danger does not frighten me. Monsieur Fogg. You are a man of great heart. Uh, sometimes, when I have the time. Come, let us go to the pagoda of Pilaji. We tethered the elephant a safe distance away from the pagoda of Pilaji. I then borrowed the turban and robe of the Parsi. And while it was still dark, I made my way out along the limb of a tree and then dropped down onto the funeral pyre. I was hoping that in the darkness they would take me for the corpse. The Brahmins were all in the temple, and the sky had only just begun to lighten when they brought the unconscious girl to the pyre and placed her beside me. As soon as they touched their torches to the wood and the flames blazed up on all sides, I picked up the girl and descended. The watching mob cried out in terror and prostrated themselves before me. I walked slowly between them, 300 steps, 500 steps, 900 steps, and then I was in the woods. I placed the girl in one howdah and jumped into the other, while Paspatu mounted the elephant's back, and we then lumbered away from the pagoda of Tilaji. We reached the station at Allahabad at 10.21 and a half. I presented the elephant to the Parsi who had served me well. Oh, Saib, you have given me my livelihood for the rest of my days. My thanks will follow you as long as I live. The girl is recovering consciousness. Master, what do you mean to do with her? Well, I, I hadn't really thought about that. Why? If you leave her in India, she will be captured again and put to death. Well, then, I, I shall not leave her in India. A shame she does not speak English or French. But I do speak English. I was educated in England. 
I lived there until my parents ordered me to come home to marry the Raja. Where are your parents now? My parents are dead. Have you any people at all? I have a brother in England. Well then, my duty is clear. I will take you to your brother in England. in Calcutta at 7 a.m., promptly upon the hour. The packet for Hong Kong left at noon, and we boarded her at once. Since Hong Kong was the last British port on my route, I was not surprised to see Mr. Fix upon the dock when we left the ship. Good morning, Mr. Fix. Did your warrant arrive? No, it didn't. I hope you're in tender mania a few days. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, my dear fellow, but we hope to leave for Yokohama practically at once. There aren't any ships to Yokohama for a week. No ship for a week. Monsieur Fogg, we are lost. Oh, ridiculous. Come, Padfadu. Come, Aouda. Uh, my good fellow, would you be so kind as to give me a moment of your time? What is it? I am looking for a boat to take me to Yokohama. Well, I have a pilot boat, Your Honor, but she's not big enough for a sea boy. I must get to Yokohama by the 14th of the latest. To take the boat for San Francisco. I'll give you 100 pounds a day and an additional reward of 200 pounds if I make that ship. Well, well, there is one way we might arrange it. I could take you to Shanghai. The San Francisco steamer starts from there on the 11th. With good luck and a southwest wind, we could make it. Very well, you are hired. Did you find a ship? I am hiring one, thank you. We sail within the hour. I suppose it'd be asking too much to ask you to take me on as a passenger. Not at all. Join us, if you like. <laughs> Monsieur Fogg, he will arrest you as soon as he gets his warrant. He can only arrest me on British soil, and by the time I reach British soil again, I shall have won my wager. And I have the greatest respect for any Englishman who is trying to do his duty. <laughs> Suit yourself. Mr. Fogg, have you ever loved anyone? What was that? What did you say? I said, have you ever loved anyone? Certainly. I was devoted to my mother and father. And your wife? My dear young woman, I have no wife. Did she die? I never had a wife. No wife? Was there never any woman that you cared for? I, I was once engaged to a young woman for precisely six weeks and two days. What happened? She was late for an appointment. I can't abide tardiness in anyone. You must be very lonely, Mr. Park. Why do you say that? It must be very lonely to be the only perfect human being among so many imperfect creatures. If you will excuse me, I think I will go below. Dear, dear, poor girl. Obviously, it's easy. I remained on deck through the rest of the night, and now and then I thought of Aouda, how she had looked with the wind and the salt spray blowing about her. I thought of the things she had said, and once I thought of her eyes, and once of her lips. And for a fleeting moment I found myself thinking, this is the woman of whom all men dream. On the morning of November the 11th at 9.49, we arrived at Shanghai. 
Passepartout, Aouda, Mr. Fix, and I boarded the American steamer, the General Grant, bound for San Francisco. On the 23rd of November, at 12 noon, we passed the 180th meridian. And on the 3rd of December, we entered the Bay of the Golden Gate. By early afternoon, we were on our way across America, past the fields of Buffalo, the rugged, majestic homes of the mountain eagles, the well-worn paths of Indians and covered wagons. One ocean was behind us, another ahead of us, and beyond that, victory. When the train stopped in the New York station before the pier of the Cunard line, it was one hour and 35 minutes late. And the ship I had counted on taking, the China, had sailed for Liverpool three quarters of an hour before. I found there was no other ship sailing of sufficient speed to get me there in time. But I was directed to a trading vessel in the harbor that was bound for Bordeaux. I went and had a talk with her captain. Uh, you are the captain of the Henrietta? I am. Andrew Speedy of Cardiff. I am Phileas Fogg of London. Uh, you are going to put to sea? In an hour. Bound for Bordeaux. No freight going ballast. Any passengers? Never have passengers. Too much in the way. Oh, will you carry me and three other persons to Liverpool? No, I'm setting out for Bordeaux and I'm going to Bordeaux. Oh, very well. Will you take us to Bordeaux then? I'll give you $2,000 apiece for the forum. I start at 9 o'clock. We shall be on board at 9 o'clock. Passepartout. Here's something I want you to do. Talk to the crew as soon as the ship gets underway. Promise them whatever money you must. Tell them I want them to lock up Captain Speedy in his cabin and then to help me sail this ship to Liverpool. Oh, oh Monsieur Fogg, I did not think you had it in you. Who is going to captain the ship? I am. Oh, you are a pirate, Monsieur. An out-and-out pirate. I am simply what the hour demands of me. We carried it out according to plan. When the ship was 11 hours and 15 minutes out, the crew mutinied, locked Captain Speedy in his cabin, and I was in command. We set out immediately for Liverpool. I ordered the engineer not to let the fires go down and to keep the valves filled. We were 770 miles from Liverpool when I was obliged to send for Captain Speedy. How dare you take over my ship, you privateer, you thief, you... Where are we? 770 miles from Liverpool. I'll have you before the authorities for this, you... I have sent for you, sir... You pick a room? ask you to sell me your vessel. No. By all that's holy, no. And I shall be obliged to burn her. Burn the Henrietta? Yes. At least the upper part of her. The coal has given up. Burn my ship, a ship worth $50,000? Here are $60,000. Well, now that puts a slightly different face on the matter. I'll still own the iron hull. The iron hull, yes, and the engine. Is it agreed? Agreed. The ship now belongs to me? It does. Very well. Then have the interior seats, bunks, and frames pulled down and burn them. I must be in London by December the 21st. <laughs> on the Liverpool Quay at 20 minutes to 12, December the 21st. I was then six hours distant from London. However, as I set foot upon the wharf, Mr. Fix, who had gotten off the ship just ahead of me, turned and said, Are you really Phileas Fogg? I am. I have a warrant for your arrest, Mr. Fogg. It was waiting for me in New York. I arrest you in the Queen's name. I sat in prison for the rest of that night. 
I had lost my wager. I was soon to lose my temper, however, for in the morning, Mr. Fix came in. Mr. Fogg, I owe you an apology. It's been a most unfortunate error, but it was because of the resemblance that I thought... Well, the robber was arrested three days ago. You are free. Oh, I'm free, and I... Monsieur Fogg, he's out cold. You've knocked him unconscious. Parbleu, what a blow. Uh, pass that uh. Go to the hotel and get Aouda. And meet me at the railroad station. I'll see about our tickets at once. Aouda, I hope you'll forgive me for bringing you to England. Forgive you? I thought when I brought you here that I would be able to place my fortune at your disposal. But now I'm ruined. Mr. Fogg. What will become of you? Surely, you will not be in want. Your relatives? Oh, I have no relatives. Oh. Mr. Fogg, no man can live happily without someone to comfort him. So I have read, Aouda. And when I read it, I doubted it, but it's true. Since knowing you, I have come to realize that. Mr. Fogg. And since knowing you, I have come to realize something else. A man who lives and moves according to schedule isn't as wise as he thinks he is. If he arrives each place on time, but misses something lovely on the way. I... I wanted to tell you this, since in a few hours we'll be saying goodbye. Mr. Fox, do you wish at once a kinswoman and a friend? Will you have me for your wife? Will I... Will I have you? Miss Aouda, this moves me deeply. From the moment I first saw you, I knew you were as good and noble as you are beautiful. And though I appear to have a heart shaped like a clock, it ticks only for you. Gentlemen, in five minutes, the time agreed between Mr. Fogg and ourselves will have expired, and he will have lost his wager. At what time did the last train arrive from Liverpool? At 23 minutes past seven, and the next does not arrive until after 12. Four minutes to nine. Three minutes to nine. Two minutes to nine. One minute to nine. Here I am, gentlemen. Smythe. On my toes. I have completed my trip around the world in exactly 80 days. Gentlemen, I must confess to you that I thought I'd lost the wager myself. I thought I was a day late. But I failed to take into account the fact that I had traveled constantly eastward and that I was ahead one day. <laughs> gentlemen, I shall gain nothing from the money I have won except the expenses of the journey. But I have brought back from this long and weary trip what was never mine before. Peace of mind... Joy of heart and a charming woman. In short, gentlemen, happiness. The happiness of every man that at last finds what all men seek. Gentlemen, for that happiness, would you not make a trip around the world? Paul Coleman, it's been a great pleasure to have you back with us again in the Hallmark Playhouse. And thanks for taking us along on Jules Verne's memorable world tour. I enjoy being here, Jimmy. Your Hallmark Playhouse has set such high standards that coming over to visit you is always a very happy experience. You present each week the best stories and the best characters in literature. And all of you at Hallmark are bringing great pleasure to many listeners at home. If you enjoyed that, please check out the Riley and Kimmy Show for archived podcasts 
interviews, old-time radio shows, videos, and photos, all available at RileyandKimmy.com. We're asking for your help right now. The Spacey Awards are looking for the best podcast. You can place your vote for best podcast, and we hope it's the Riley and Kimmy show. You can vote for us by going to our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com. And our Facebook page, we have a link to that uh, voting process. And remember, it's more than just liking our Facebook page that will get a vote. You have to actually click on... The little bubble. Yes, for our name. Mm -hmm. That's the Riley and Kimmy show. Please vote for us. We would like to thank you in advance for doing so. And we ask just one thing. Please share that with at least two people who will vote and ask them to pass it on to two more who will vote for us as well. That's the Spacey Awards. And you can find out more how to vote right on our website and our Facebook page. Link to our Facebook page is available right on our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.